0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Strife Sanctum. My name is Citizen Strife, and you should not be fooled. We have many different episodes going on all at once, but you may see this and think, we did Kingdom Hearts already. Well, we did. Except, I did it. I didn't do it with my friend here, Lee Clips, who actually played the game with me on my channel. So she asked to join us for a post, She asked to join me for a post review of Kingdom Hearts, and I get to shut my mouth for once, which is a godsend for her. And she gets to talk about her experiences with the game because she is intimately knowledge with the franchise, and I'm just an idiot. So how are you doing, Lee?
1: I'm okay, and you're not just an idiot.
0: I know. I'm. I'm not going to get over the self-deprecation humor. I'm. Just, I'm just not going to do it.
1: Well, if it helps, you're my favorite idiot.
0: Yay, I'm somebody's favorite. Please remember to subscribe to Strife Sanctum for more <laughs> stupid shit like this. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but yes, I did a review of this last year, and that was back when I had less of an opinion of this game because I had really no knowledge of the franchise other than the first two. Uh, I posted it, and... That's how we got started. Lee took a look at it, and was like, "I want to have fun." And look where we are now. You've been in like four or five separate playthroughs. You did the Kingdom Hearts one. I think you played that one. That was the first one you actually played, and Lagaya as well. So you played Lagaya. You did the other ones, but Kingdom Hearts, you did.
1: No, the um the the first one that I actually played for the channel was um. It was, it was Dino either, Crisis. It it was Gaia.
0: Yeah, I think it was like Dino Crisis. While
1: we were while we were shooting Gaia, mm-hmm. we took a break for a, a day, and I did Dino Crisis.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, because we beat that in like no time flat. It was kind of crazy. <laughs> um, but yes, Legaya was first. But really, what started everything was I had weird opinions about Kingdom Hearts, which were weird because I played them and really didn't understand the franchise very well. I stopped playing them around birth by sleep and they'd released like five or six games after that point. So Lee asked to join for the final fantasy stuff and all the other stuff. And recently we had a poll about, Hey, let's try kingdom hearts. And then people said, yeah, that sounds cool. So we did kingdom hearts and the playthrough was cursed beyond belief.
1: The first we did it.
0: Yes. yes.
1: Actually, the first two times.
0: Yes, but we, we're not going to harp on that. We're going to harp on the good stuff unless Lee wants to brag on the game anymore, because that was my job. So this is me giving her a platform to talk about her experiences with the game, because you can watch my review of it, my solo review, if you want my opinions on it. But if I have things I want to say, I'll chime in. But again, I will try to keep myself limited in the discussion. So I've got a few questions for Lee. And the first one, and you might have said this on the videos themselves, but what are your earliest memories of Kingdom Hearts?
1: This is actually, Kingdom Hearts was one of the few games that I had heard of in advance from a magazine that I was subscribed to that I was actually interested in playing. Like, I followed all of the articles every month. Like, I would pour through this magazine for any updated news about the Kingdom Hearts development and things like that. And when they finally had this, like, really big in-depth article that had pictures from their their, um, demo experience, and their overall impressions of it i absorbed it i couldn't help but absorb it i was like i wanted this this game looked like it was the perfect league game if you want to put it that way i had already you know because of my friend from high school i'd already developed an acquaintance with the final fantasy franchise and from the games of it that i had played i was really enjoying it i and then I hear about this game in development that has Final Fantasy characters and Disney characters. Those are two of my loves right there. So I had to play this game. I waited and and waited, and when it finally came out, I got my hands on it.
0: Yeah, the, the thing you mentioned was the Final Fantasy and Disney connection. And specifically... They've stuck with mostly the Final Fantasy 7 through Final Fantasy 10 characters mm-hmm. and as much Disney stuff as they could. Um, I was into it d- due to the Final Fantasy connection, but you said you were a Disney fanatic and it came across in our sessions mm-hmm. because I had a 90s view of Disney. You said you had way more. And it became a thing. We started watching the movies
1: i grew up on disney movies disney released their first movie in the 1930s their first full-length movie-length animated movie was snow white and the seven dwarfs and that was released back in one of in the 1930s i want to say 1937 but i could be wrong and that movie literally gave them the green light to start animating other stories that people were interested in seeing. And just growing up watching those movies, it's, it it was, you know, it's entertaining. Those, those movies, they're highly entertaining. Some of them have valuable lessons that you can learn, and that helps shape your whole childhood.
0: um speaking of the disney the final fantasy and the overarching thing generally they say kingdom hearts is final fantasy stuff mixed with disney stuff now that's changed here and there as games have gone on but would you say you were interested because of the final fantasy stuff or the disney stuff first
1: Honestly, I it, both, I, because you know, I I've always been a huge fan of Disney movies, but at that point when when Kingdom Hearts first went into to development, I had already started you know really liking the Final Fantasy games too, and at the time that Kingdom the first Kingdom Hearts went into development, um, there were I think they were up to Final Fantasy IX by that point. No, they were all the way up at ten already. Because
0: yeah, because nine and ten were developed kind of around the same time. There was a really, really quick mm-hmm. turnaround there.
1: Yeah. But I just hadn't gotten my hands on ten yet. Yeah. In fact, I think I, I think I actually played Kingdom Hearts before I played Final Fantasy X.
0: Yeah, Um, If
1: you can believe that.
0: No, no. I mean, Final Fantasy X came out like mid-year 2001, give or take. Uh, Kingdom Hearts was like mid-2002 or early 2002, so I can believe it. Um, I know for me, like when the PS2 was launched, like Final Fantasy X was the game I played. Um, But you also had stuff like Metal Gear Solid 2, I think, was also a... Near launch or something like that. So those were like the games for me. Kingdom Hearts was still a big deal to me because of that Final Fantasy connection there. And you, again, and jokes aside, you see Cloud and you see other characters like Squall slash Leon, Aerith and Yuffie around. And you're just like, oh my God, what are they gonna sound like? Because we had voice acting this time. Okay. I was like, what? And you yeah.
1: and you teased me, but. Oh, my God. Cloud.
0: (laughs) I mean, I mean, and I think what's funny is that, like, this was before they turned Cloud into Mr. Mope with Advent Children. But they were already trying to turn him into that with the Hades thing. But again, it's one of those, like, perfect crossover scenarios where, they had an original IP that they could, they could have like not done any of the Disney stuff. They could have just had Sora and Riku and Kyrie in there hopping to different worlds, like a multiverse kind of thing. But I don't think like multiverses were a thing like they are now, like five or ten years later with say Marvel and DC and all that. Um, but Disney gave them the perfect excuse to say, "Okay, what can we do?" Oh, I know. Let's do a crib sheet of all the Disney movies that we can think of at that one, that one, that one, that one, that one. And then they get to the Kingdom Hearts stuff and eventually the Kingdom Hearts stuff takes its own place after a while because they've established it. But when it comes to that original game and how they did the Sora, Riku, Kyrie, Heartless, the Kingdom Hearts stuff, not the Disney stuff, not the Final Fantasy stuff. Purely Kingdom Hearts material. How do you think they did in that first attempt?
1: I mean, I think they did great. That game obviously was it was very well made for its time, and as you can see, it's spawned a gigantic franchise. I don't think they were th- counting on just how popular it became from when they first released it.
0: I think they sold like fifty million copies or something like that. At last, I checked, it's like forty or fifty million. They somehow so... managed to
1: create a game that appealed to almost everybody. Mm. Like you had your ac- you had your diehard action RPG fanatics that were going crazy for this game, because yeah, it had these edgy Final Fantasy characters in it. But then you also had you had moms that were buying this game and giving it to their kids because, hey, it's got Disney characters in it. It can't be that bad.
0: Mm. No.
1: That was the angle that I used to get my hands on it, by the way.
0: (laughs) It makes sense. And especially (laughs) with the first one. Because later on, and this is something I didn't express in my review, was just how, like, I wouldn't say mean-spirited, but morose the later games would get because the first one obviously went for a much lighter tone in later on, they got a lot heavier because they went for a teen rating. Okay. Um, but I can understand for that first one, their main goal is like, how do we like show people the Disney stuff? How do we dabble in the final fantasy stuff here and there, you know, but not overwhelm people. You know, and the,
1: if you think about it, the, the tone shift that happens throughout the story it's kind of like symbolic of Sora growing up. Yeah. Because in the first game he's still he's fourteen. He's still very much just a happy go lucky kid who's really cheerful. And he doesn't yeah. let anything get him down. But then it's almost every-
0: absurd.
1: But then as he you know, the series goes on. He's growing up, and things are starting to really start bogging him down. And the more bogged down he gets, the darker his emotions go. So, like, the shift from all this happy cheerfulness to the darker stuff, that's kind of like his emotional journey as he's growing up. Sorry, I didn't um... mean to get all deep on you.
0: Well, and and that's the thing that I didn't realize at first, because contrasting, because for me, what I would say was when I was thinking of Kingdom Hearts, I was thinking all the dialogue is hearts and darkness and darkness and hearts. And really, like there was that segment with Maleficent and Riku, their boss fights specifically. You know they would go on about it but that's like near end of the game like it makes sense that at the end of the game if they're gonna do that but most honestly like later on it's actually a pretty good story and like you said Sora is enough of a good guy that it's almost infectiously annoying mm-hmm. if I can if, if, the the best way I could put it is is he's not annoying as a character he's just infectiously yeah. cheerful it's just like you said really good
1: you you just see him and you want to smile because he's such a goofball Uh, (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah. and he's willing to make fun of himself too and and i think that's part of it um do you think like donald goofy i'm gonna Stick with say those three the Donald, the Goofy. I mean, Mickey didn't show up much in one, but we'll throw him in there because he's the main guy. How do you think they were handled as main characters?
1: Um, yeah, pretty accurately, to be honest. Goofy, <laughs> I just Goofy is very much underestimated by people, yeah. He's just, he's kind of like Sora in a way. He's very easygoing, laid-back, happy-go-lucky kind of guy. When he goes through some kind of hardship, which actually does happen, you just don't know it because he doesn't give in to the, he doesn't give in to sadness or anything. He just, he just lets it go. Yeah. And he keeps, he just, he does his best to help everyone else around him. And yeah, he's clumsy. Who's not in some way?
0: <laughs> His running animation is hilarious.
1: <laughs> but he's not stupid by far. People always end up saying stuff like, Goofy is an idiot. He's not an idiot. He's actually very wise. Goofy knows a lot of things. And he's really, he's got really good insight.
0: Mm-hmm. I think the phrase would be, like, down-to-earth.
1: He is. He's very um, down-to-earth. He's yeah. He's a very down-to-earth, laid-back, easy-going kind of guy. Yeah, and he's
0: he's kind of the peacemaker. Because Sora and Donald can't stand each other half the time.
1: <laughs> they fight because they're so similar.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, let's go here. No, let's go here. No, oh, shit, we, tra- we crashed into deep jungle. Crap.
1: Donald is... Donald is your typical hothead who's always got to be right. And half of the time he's so wrong, Mm. like he'll, he'll think of something in his head and he's convinced that he's right. Like, for instance, you guys listening don't know, but Strife knows I've been playing Disney Dreamlight Valley for the last few weeks. Donald is one of the characters that you can unlock to be part of your valley. And literally his background animation is he will be walking along and then he will trip and fall over. And then he will erupt like a volcano and start literally punching the air like he's trying to beat up the ground. And then he will trip again and get back up and he'll just stand there huffing angrily for a couple of seconds. And then nothing, and then it's gone. He's cheerful again.
0: Sounds like my dad.
1: But there's one of his quests is literally um, one of the quests that you have to do with Donald in Dreamlight is he'll come to you and say that he and Goofy have had this big argument because Goofy is convinced that you can only find catfish in ponds, and Donald is completely convinced that you find them in the ocean so of course they come to your character to kind of donald comes to you looking for confirmation that he's right and what ends up happening is you know you go to the beach with donald and go fishing for catfish ten fish later there are no catfish by the way in the ocean ten fish later donald realizes well maybe Goofy was right i guess i should go apologize to him aww yeah so he's got his temper and he's hot-headed but underneath it all he's very courageous he's got a heart of gold and he's really just looking out for everyone that he knows he's
0: he's that i i'm using that phrase tsundere i guess it's the same idea he's just like i don't to do anything then he does it he's like oh i'm sad you know but i did it anyway (laughs) I'm helping you out. And then he would do the thing like in the Coliseum where he would say for Daisy, like every other line, whenever he wins, I'm like, I thought yeah, he kind
1: of, he was dedicating his wins to Daisy.
0: I'm like, and yet 10 minutes ago, he was super scared of the fact that she was staring right at him. It's like hmm. well, he weird. He
1: loves Daisy. And Daisy loves him too, in spite of all of his flaws. I think that's one of the reasons why he loves her so much, because he's managed to find someone who's willing to put up with all of his bullshit and still loves him at the end of the day.
0: And then we get to King Mickey, who, oddly enough, or amazingly enough, shows up in his normal garb at the beginning. But then they like they flesh out King Mickey like in uh, I don't want to jump around too much because we're focusing on the first game. But Kingdom Hearts 2, like King Mickey is like the perfect like Jedi master (laughs) type. It's crazy.
1: You don't even see Mickey until the last like 10 seconds of the game. (laughs) I know. That's it. You don't see Mickey at all until the final cut scene of the game
0: yeah and so so again they're there i bet they were sitting there just like okay we got to put mickey in there somewhere but this has got to be a mario situation Just, just, just don't make him look bad and it's just like and then later on he's like an extra main character of the of the game like you kind of wish you could play as him more just because he's actually really freaking good at his job you know, but it's the, like
1: one of the best parts about kingdom hearts too is that there's this random chance that when you like when you're in a boss fight or something and you can't and you game over and if you ch- you choose to continue and try again there's actually a chance that Mickey can come and replace Donald and Goopy for a little bit and help you with your boss fight. I think I've heard of that. I've had it happen. It's fucking amazing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, l- leave it to Disney to know exactly what to do with their main mascot. Just be like, he's he's God. Let him be God. Let Sora just... Park his ass in the wagon back. And it's not like Sora's bad at, at combat either, and we'll we might as well get to the combat right away. It does have some flaws.
1: Well, in the beginning, you know, um, Sora's not much of a fighter in the beginning because all he's got all he's got for sparring partners are Waka, Tetis, and Riku.
0: Yeah. and selfie on occasion when he wants to be a meanie.
1: How could anyone want to really beat up Selfie? I mean, really.
0: I don't. I don't know. That I was did it mean... for the
1: purpose of showing the showing the, the that you can fight her in the game, but it yeah it killed me. I didn't want to beat up that little cutie.
0: Oh well, but but it the weird thing about Kingdom Hearts One is it's functional, but you can tell that there's definitely just. <laughs> Might as well go into the, like, combat and exploration aspect of it. One of the things that I noticed was until you got stuff like Glide and Double Jump, and even if you did get Double Jump, like, we were, as of recording, uploading the 100-acre wood. The amount of times I'm seeing Sora jump up and over the same freaking pillar that Lee has to jump on to do the thing, it's like, he just won't jump on the fucking... There's just... There's weird gooeyness with this gameplay and it's like i want to respect it because it's trying something new but you can tell that like whether it's due to backtracking or due to like okay. platforming it's, this game leaves like a lot every to be
1: game d- out there there are frustrating moments but mm. the moments that do slightly frustrate me that's all it is it's just a momentary frustration it. i move yeah. on very quickly from it as you know
0: yeah um unless it's fighting barrels
1: <laughs>
0: yeah um i'm I'm trying to remember there was the barrels and then it i think it was the fact that, that the tigger thing took like 45 minutes oh my god um I,
1: and the way i outsmarted the barrels finally
0: Yeah, because when we did the first recordings, it took like 10 minutes to do the barrels thing. In the second one, I think you did it in the first shot. so Technically, it was the
1: second shot.
0: Yeah, and it's just sitting there going, well, okay, practice makes perfect, I suppose. But But again, it's like...
1: And I think it's more to do with the difference between the original version and the final mix version.
0: I was going to ask about that.
1: Um because I remember when I was playing through the original version, there were, I could literally pick up, you know, the, the barrels that were sticking me were the last two, right? Yeah. I could literally pick up the one and throw it and use it to break the other. Eh. So that's what was sticking me, is I was still trying to use that strategy from the original version while playing it through in Final Mix. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, Sora just wouldn't throw the barrel that far. Well, I, yeah, think they, and the- I think they nerfed it. Mm. So.
0: Yeah, and then there were we- times that. Yeah, there were times when Sora would actually try to lift something and he would just. It's like he's trying to lift it. Me-
1: well, that always used to happen. He'd pick something yeah. up and it would just immediately fall right back down, most likely, because you're picking it up against the side of a building or something and he doesn't have enough oh. room for his lifting animation.
0: That's fair. Or I mean, given it,
1: or Goofy is in the way, and you end up trying, and you end up throwing it and hitting Goofy in the face with it when you're not trying to do that.
0: Yes, which eventually you started making it as an in joke and a thing you wanted to do rather than something that became an accident. Like the first like...
1: time I did it, it was this huge accident, and I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to do that, poor Goofy. And then I, it kept happening, and I'm just, I finally just got to the point where I'm just like. You know what? Goofy gets what... He's hes getting what he deserves.
0: I'm just glad that there's no friendly fire damage because this game would probably have suffered for that. Um, but again, I do think a lot of like platforming and stuff, and a lot of it was backtracking different areas. I did want to mention a little later about that, but sticking with the Kingdom Hearts Final Mix version, and this is... I I think it was 1.5 slash 2.5, basically the re releases that occurred on the PS4 before Kingdom Hearts 3 came out. All new additions to story, different weird characters and bonus things that would show up, recolored. I remember when you fought the boss, I think it was the first boss in Traverse Town, Mm -hmm. and you're like, what is this? I don't. He he had a different color scheme to him. Yeah. And like every time. Yeah. So it's like every time there's like a hidden cut scene, which was a was a precursor to some other game, you know, to tie things in, it caught you for a loop. I, the one I remember specifically, well, two, I remember was the dude in Atlantica. You're be, you're trying to beat up the mushrooms for the tech points and all of a sudden this giant freaking mushroom shows up and you just stop for a second and go, what the fuck am I doing?
1: I know, I had never seen that thing before, and I'm just like, what the fuck is that?
0: So, <laughs> uh, For reference, it's the pink Agaricus, but but yeah, not I, that I would know. And I had I, no I,
1: idea how to beat it.
0: Yeah, it turns out, you, I don't think you had the skill to do it. It was like some sort of You are stup- supposed no. to
1: cast, um, you were supposed to basically just keep casting stop on it and wailing on it while it was stopped.
0: Yeah, um... The other one that I think most had to do with the, with the fact that we were getting done with the recording and we were just kind of fed up was we were doing the end of our backtracking stuff and we are looking for the Ansem reports and I told you how to find them. And There's a hidden boss that either you have to beat the game for or do something to do it, like a New Game Plus kind of thing, and I told you who it was and as soon as I said the word Xemnas, you were just like, fuck this, I'm done. Uh-huh. you she she just I was like, I don't other than a couple of instances where you were just like, no, I hate this side quest. I'm done. You heard the word Zemnas, and I was just like, mm, We're we're no, I'm not doing that.
1: No, because that was a clear <laughs> change. Zemnus yeah. was nowhere near in the original Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Nowhere.
0: Yeah. And having looked it up, technically it's not well. It is him, but he doesn't unveil his hood. But all signs point to it being him anyway. So for he's under the term unknown, but it's it's literally a Xemnas fight, I think. But I'm I'm sitting here going, I'm kind of glad because nah. Then of course there's the whole Sephiroth and Hades thing in the Colosseum. That was joy. That was oh. fun yeah Lee showed off the Sephiroth fight and mm, mm, mm. I, I go at your own p- than I
1: thought I would.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. both times yeah you, you were just ju- you were just jumping up in the air going well at least not hitting me so I must be doing something right I mean I I'm not doing damage but I'm not on him <clears throat> I know it's 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 more that you hit him but he wasn't taking damage that was the scary part so I'm I'm also in the camp I was like look nah <laughs> nah <laughs> it's there um
1: my whole gripe with sephiroth wasn't how hard the fight was it was who they got to be his voice actor for his battle
0: lance stars. bass
1: okay dude i'm not i'm not an InSync hater i'm team backstreet boys not team InSync, but i still like some of InSync's music but I'm sorry you do not hire a dipshit from a boy band to hot ha- to cast to be the voice for one of the hottest villains that ever existed.
0: You know, funny funny enough, they actually went with a boy band for uh actor to be Vaughn from Final Fantasy twelve. So they didn't totally learn their lesson that. at all.
1: Vaughn is one of the most yeah. annoying piece of shit characters I've ever seen. <laughs>
0: So they didn't learn their lesson at all. And I'm sitting here laughing because like most of the cast in Kingdom Hearts is great. Um, I said this in my original review and like all the time, whenever I had a chance, whether we were talking about it as, as in passing or not, like I would just sit there and go, Pfft. I can have some issues with the dialogue, but these actors, some of them were the actual movie actors. Some of them were replacements for the old school. Because, again, you can't have people from the 50s unless they're still alive, you know. Yeah. You know, because, like, Maleficent or something. But it was like, and I would always point to Maleficent, and then I'd watch the actual movie, you know, while we were recording. And I'm like, oh, I get it now. Yeah,
1: he didn't get why Maleficent was such a great movie villain.
0: Yeah, because I'm sitting here just going, okay, I like her as she is in Kingdom Hearts. I'm totally fine with this. But but again, it's like, they got as many people in the Disney canon because they try to keep as many people as they can. Contracts be damned sometimes. Or they re- do enough with soap opera actors or movie actors. You know, Haley Joe Osmond, for one example, is you know, Sora, and he's always been Sora, which is a good thing, you know, because that consistency. But... Kingdom Hearts, outside of the Lance Bass situation, and again I'll laugh because he always puts his uh, Facebook profile or Twitter profile as original Sephiroth voice actor, like as an in joke, because he's got that to his name at least. But yes, you're right, it's just like it's, you. No,
1: it's a slap in the face to everyone who has always who has ever been a Sephiroth fan.
0: Well, and, and, and the thing is, especially for me, with, with Disney, you had voice acting for the movies or the TV series and all that stuff. You had to have those. And in some instances, like if you can't get them, like I don't know for Keen Horse 3, I think I told you that if you can't get Tom Hanks, well, or 15 years they had his brother be woody Mm -hmm. so they just grabbed him for the video game so it's like i did not know that Mm -hmm. you know because they're running franchises forever so they try to stay internally consistent um or in most cases with final fantasy they're like this is the first time we've heard voice actors and when i'm sitting here going okay that sounds like cloud that sounds like that sounds like Yuvi. That sounds like Aerith. That sounds like. Yeah, I Aerith, thought they're casting for the. You know, these...
1: okay, Eris voice actor.
0: Eh, but she it, was it a, worked. Di-
1: she was a Disney star, and then she went on to become a pop star. And yeah, she's and never I been one of my favorite people, but she didn't suck. I'll give her that. No,
0: no, and 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 again, they changed her to Mina Savari to fix. You know, to stay in line with the Advent Children stuff, and I said this, I was like, they're different interpretations of the same character, but they both still fa- seem okay. It's when you have Lance Bass, and, and I've said this, like, there, are, there's a time when you can have movie actors, if they were, you know, the Disney actors before or whatever. There's something to be said for getting the right voice actor, because if you listen to the guy Lance Bass and George Newbern, who did Advent Children on for a while as Sephiroth, you're sitting there going, wow. I had that same situation with Jack Sparrow from James Arnold Taylor in two to who they got for three. It's like, oh, that sounds more like Jack Sparrow. I get it now. Because you don't think about it until you hear it side by side, and you're just like, oh, that sounds like shit. The one exception.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead.
0: No, you can go.
1: I was about to say, I bet I can tell you something that will never make you look at Aerith the same way ever again.
0: Uh, uh, okay.
1: Okay, so you're- This isn't, le- this isn't
0: gonna be lewd, is it?
1: Yes, it is.
0: Oh, God damn it! Well, let's go for it.
1: <laughs> okay, so you know how you're talking about Mina Subari being the voice for Aerith in Advent Children and in Kingdom Hearts too. Yeah. She was also in this movie called Sugar and Spice. And her character in Sugar and Spice was the most foul-mouthed teenager I've ever seen in a cheerleader outfit. She literally, you... the first line you hear her speak is, son of a blue-balled bitch, I always get this one.
0: Wait, so she's basically Madame M from Final Fantasy VII Remake? That's awesome! Why didn't we get that, error? That'd, that'd be great for Walmart. Did
1: and... you um, have to see that movie? It's the funniest damn thing ever.
0: The, um. I I will put in an exception because, yes, we did get Lance Bass. And as much as I like Richard Epcar, who ended up being handsome later in other interpretations, the guy they got for the first game, Billy Zane, was freaking amazing because I don't think either of us stopped just sitting going, "Okay, we're shutting up now. We have to hear him speak. It was just so like
1: we were fangirling and fanboying over Billy Zane so hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can admit it. I don't care.
1: It does does not matter. His voice is like... Liquid velvet.
0: Yeah, and and that's the thing with Ansem, was he only shows up in the beginning. You don't know who he is, and then at the end, he shows up, you know, in the Riku and Maleficent thing in Hollow Bastion, but then he's... Because again, every time he's there, like he just has this like way of being sinister but also being kind of devoid of emotion until he needs to be so it, you'd never quite sure but it never comes off as hokey either because that's the beauty of that of that turn as him was yeah. it didn't come as it didn't come off as theatrical either because that's what say the voice actor would do Um, but Zane was just deadpan and it was kind of creepy but it was also like this guy is attention grabbing as this guy. Mm-hmm. Um until you have to fight him like five or ten different forms, which admittedly you were strong enough to do and first go, thank god, but that fight took a while. But that was more to do with the setup of the combat than anything else. Um But getting off the voice actor thing, um let's see. I talked about the multiverses, the going to different worlds and things of that nature. Were there any worlds that you went to, whether it was playing it for the first time, playing it by yourself, or in this playthrough, that were like, this is my favorite, are known?
1: Honestly, I think I felt that way about Neverland. I actually really liked Neverland.
0: That's a surprise.
1: But you didn't think I'd liked that one, <laughs> I was just so I, I was just sad that it went by so fast,
0: yeah we we'cause most times it took two to three episodes to do one Neverland you just did it in one i I think for me and and again, I'm not as familiar with Peter Pan as I should be, but it's like a lot of it was the ship, and yeah. I think they brought it back in other games but but it it just felt like. You're there in the ship. You're not like... When you do get to fly, it's kind of late in the game and you're in the clock tower and it's cool, but it's like everything's done. So I didn't feel it was all magical. It just felt like, oh, it's a ship. It's It, it was fine. Okay, getting to
1: run around the Jolly Roger was actually really fun. Ah. But, but... I don't know. I guess for me it was just the magic of flying. I love. Oh I, yeah. I just loved that. I love being able to just literally go anywhere I wanted to, to go as long as I knew I did was.
0: I, I did like Tinkerbell.
1: Tinkerbell is <laughs>
0: terrible. I love how she just had annoyance for Donald because Donald would keep laughing at her and it he was just like, no, nope, not taking your shit. I'll kick you in the face.
1: She kicked him right in the beak. It was awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um were there any worlds that you didn't like and i can kind of already tell one that you're gonna mention and it's probably the same one i'm gonna mention
1: um are you thinking so do
0: we mention do we mention it together
1: okay let's go one two three deep atlantica
0: wow we went for different ones okay
1: but yes atlantica
0: (laughs) okay well we'll start with deep jungle because that also sucks
1: i um
0: backtrack city
1: yeah Don't get me wrong. Tarzan was a great movie. The deep jungle sucked donkey balls.
0: Yeah. Yeah, You're, you're climbing up vines and you're doing stupid things and like the thing where Sora and Tarzan are diving down and they're like on a rail and you're trying to climb and jump over things. That's cool. Everything else is like jumping over hippos and you get the backtracking issue You keep going from place to place. I want to say there was like a spot where if you didn't go to a cutscene, it wouldn't trigger a flag to do another cutscene. You'd spend like ten minutes wandering back and forth from the. Yep, but but yeah, but again, it's like I don't think Tarzan is as well liked as a property. Other than the Phil Collins stuff or the visuals,
1: most be- mostly I don't know. because it's Disney tried to put their own spin on Tarzan, but there's only so much they could do because that was actually a property that was clear outside trademarked by a- by the writers' family.
0: Mm.
1: The original, um, the original Tarzan books were written by Edgar Rice Burroughs.
0: Yeah, I, I forget. Was that was that public domain by the time they made the movie, or was it after the after that? Because I'm not sure.
1: I'm not sure either. But they had to put special copyright credit in the video game for all of the Tarzan sh- stuff they did.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: but Atlantica...
0: Oh, oh, that's why I was surprised we didn't go with that one first, because like those episodes like i i'm not gonna lie what i find hilarious and i don't think i've mentioned this to you is like the atlantica episode i edited the fuck out of is one of the better performing videos we've done really? um don't ask me why because atlantica sucks really bad
1: see like i'm seriously behind because you know how i told you i watch all of the mm. ones that we do yeah. I'm really seriously behind on them. I'm still uh, I lonely. mean,
0: you have stuff you're dealing with too and it's it's fair. Yeah. But but again, it's it's like I don't like to edit things personally. And we've had longer episodes because we're doing this in a in a big stretch of one day. We're trying to get as much stuff done as we can. Atlantica Drove me personally, up the wall. I don't know about Lee so much, but I could tell it was just draining on her because I think she was going to the sunken ship. Dolphin kicked her out of the way to drive her back, so she had to hit the. Gu- the she you had know, to get the dolphin back was, again.
1: The dolphin dropped me off in this one spot, and then Goofy pushed me back out.
0: Oh, oh yeah. So you had to do the dolphin thing again. And then there was, like, that thing on the wall that I think you were trying to open to... Because there's a, there's, a, there's a quick, yeah, there was uh, a, like, a fast trouble. There yeah. was a
1: button that you were supposed to push to get the way to Ursula's lair open. And mm. for some reason, it just wasn't triggering until I, until I finally found, like, the right pixel or something, which triggered Sebastian to go push the button.
0: Yeah. and then you had to race back to King Triton, which, again, some games I understand it. You don't want to be handheld to do every single thing. I'm totally fine with that. And this was kind of the halfway between the old school, we're not told where to go every single second, versus, hey, we need a little bit of help. Could you just tell us where the thing is? And I could swear that episode went like an hour. Mm-hmm. It was awful. It was and, awful. And That's... it's <sighs> Okay.
1: The ocean like I the ocean is supposed to be this big vast place and you're not supposed to feel like I felt so claustrophobic in Atlantica. Yeah. Like everything was just way too close together. It it, it just felt like really oppressive. Mm. The whole section just kind of like dragged my mood down.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then as soon as like, I think it was Neverland and Halloween town and hollow bastion, things started to like slowly picking back up. And I'm not saying again, I don't want to stress this as we hated the playthrough. We did not. We hated aspects of these worlds that made it. So those worlds reflected very badly. Because you had things like Alice in Wonderland, which were fine, mm. Agrabah, which was convoluted but fine, mm. Neverland, which got done in like an episode, right? Like you said, you were enjoying it,
1: enjoyed and it, and Coliseum. Too much.
0: <laughs> yeah, the the first Coliseum, you did it at like one episode because it was just, hey, well, let's just do some fights, you know, the yeah. barrels aside, it was like some aspects of those worlds tried way too hard. I think Monstro tried way too hard to be like a maze and a puzzle. And oh, it's just like,
1: Monstro you know. sucked.
0: Yeah. But, so it's like, that sucked the, more. yeah. So it's like the entire halfway point of the game is just this big slog and it sours. But again, if you're going to have a shitty part of the game, then it should be the middle where at least with the ending, you're in better mood. The beginning, you don't want the, you do not want a very bad. Like I'm glad the deep jungle wasn't like the first level.
1: <laughs> imagine
0: if that was the first level. Oh boy. Oh. Um, but getting off that track because this is meant to be happy and fun. Um, side quests and f- looking for fun things to do. Summons the gummy ship. What were your thoughts on all of that stuff? Say you get new abilities, but you can go back and see things and look for new things. What was your opinion on how they handled backtracking?
1: Honestly, I kind of like it because they didn't—they didn't close off too much. Hmm. Like as soon as you gain the ability for double jumping, you immediately have new things that are available to you. Because there are some things like. And even some things like if you're really creative about it, there were some things you could get to without double jumping. Yeah. Like, um, you know that um, in in Second District in Traverse Town, mm. the the awning that had the chest on top of it. That if you're trying to jump that if you're trying to jump to that normally you're not going to get it. You would need high jump. You saw what I did. I jumped up on one of the lampposts on the on the the edge of yeah. the walkway there and I jumped from that to the balcony or to the awning. So yeah, you know, I, I like, am... if you get creative about it, sometimes you could get around needing high jump for things.
0: Which yeah, um... kind of
1: like lets you explore more and have more fun with it.
0: Yeah. It it seems like a game that people who've speed runned it. You know, how how you, who do speed runs, that's the best way to describe it. People who know those little hacks and things would be able to just break the game wide open because the physics are kind of wonky sometimes. Um, speaking of wonky stuff that I personally didn't like, but I think you did was gummy ship and specifically gummy ship creation. because I'm watching you do it, and I'm thinking, why the hell didn't I understand how to do this stuff? Because you made it look really easy. I, I never understood it, but talk about gummy ship creation.
1: Once you get the hang of it, it actually is really easy.
0: It's kind of zen in a way.
1: Mhm. It, it's a way for you to just be creative and do stuff. I I'm I could think of it like creating pixel art in three dimensions. Mhm. Cuz you're given I... you're given a, a cube, a big workshop cube to work with, and that's your floor area. You just use one button to toggle up a level or toggle down a level. So whatever you're building, you just, like, I could freaking build a, I could build a goddamn pyramid with lasers on it. That would be awesome.
0: <laughs> that sounds amazing now that you mention it.
1: I could build a freaking pyramid with a cockpit on top and just add lasers and shit to it. And it would be freaking cool. And I can make it whatever um, color I want because I have this yeah. I have the first off I have the spray can so I can put color on the blocks and then I, I got the palette which lets you have more colors
0: yeah I, I think the fun thing for me was seeing all the little like blocks look like explosions because the higher leveled ones you just replace with explosion looking ones these like orange and yellow or pink and yeah. blue there's um,
1: there's there's three levels of armor gummies. You start out with your basic ones are called protect gummies. Cuz all of the gummies are named after Final Fantasy spells, which I thought was
0: pretty I love neat. that.
1: So you have your basic level spell, your basic level blocks that all of the ships are built out of is protect gummies. I was sitting there and taking a blueprint of Whichever blueprint I wanted. And I was replacing all of the Protect Gummies. With Dispel Gummies. Which are the higher level ones. Because it goes mm-hmm. Protect, Shell, and Dispel. So I was going ahead and just getting rid of all the Protect Gummies. And replacing them with their their, their same shape of Dispel. And I was also mm-hmm. recoloring them so that. Like, I was keeping with the original color schemes, but just replacing the colors with colors I liked instead. So, like, where the original Blueprint would have, let's say, it would have red and yellow alternating, I was switching it to something like, if not red and yellow, something like pink and white or purple and something else, just just because I'm me, and I have to express myself.
0: <laughs> well, and and to be fair, I think you do have a, a background in stuff like Minecraft and Sims that oh, I don't. I don't play Minecraft. Oh, Minecraft. Uh, Stardew, sorry. Yeah. Um. So so stuff like building things and creating things and stuff like that is more something you would find interesting for me. others was just like, ah, give me back this Zora stabbing dudes, you know. Um. Speaking of stabbing, what are your thoughts on the Colosseum?
1: The, the Colosseum is not one of my favorite places. Hmm. I'm not a big fighting tournament person. I mean, it's it's there. You have to do it to advance that world, but
0: I wish it wasn't 50 fights. Though that would been that would have been nice to cut the it Hades down to like
1: cup and. You saw yeah. what happened with that. Really, yeah. It sat, I sat there, and the biggest block to me was Hades. It took me, I think, four tries to finally beat him. Yeah. And then you get from Hades, you go from Hades to the Rock Titan. And I beat the Rock Titan on my first try. No lie.
0: <laughs> yeah. i like, makes... I
1: thought that was going to be tougher. Yeah. But no, Hades was the big boss fight for that one.
0: Yeah, and then the Ice Titan and, of course, the Sephiroth fight are just like, nope. Nope. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, I think I got my
1: handed to me by the Ice Titan.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the Rock Titan was the easy one. Ice Titan just was like... I think you were trying to go into the the audience, like, the stands and just, get the fuck away from me, stop stabbing! Uh Or, 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 Or stuff like that. Um... Speaking of things that weren't your favorite, we'll get to like overall negatives. Like if you were to say like one or two things about the game that just weren't, and this is an overall just idea, not just combat, not whatever, anything you can think of anything that was just, I don't like this. I don't want to do this. This is not fun. And here's why. What, what would that be? If anything,
1: um, Uh, I wish you had prepared me for this question. Because see, yes, honestly, I'm kind of lazy. You see, all this stuff I do, like in The Sims and Stardew Valley, and you're like, and you don't, you you don't get the impression that I'm lazy, but I'm kind of lazy. So if it comes <laughs> to a fight, like the big Severoth Platinum match, or something that like a lot of the platforming in that game. I was just like, can I just nope out of this and just say fuck it? No.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um and, and, and I think you came across it the nicest way. I think you said specifically it's not that you didn't want to do it. It's that we were running on a schedule due to, you know, life circumstances and just, you know, other things that were going on and it was just like mm, mm, eh, eh. <laughs> you were just hand waving it. It was like, yeah, we showed it. Go away, you know. Which is which is fair. It's like the thing I would always do, you know. I was like, yay, Lee finally understands it. Though you had an actual reason, you know. But that's outside of this. Well, I
1: did have the an idea, actual but again, it, I just did not have the, I did not have the, the patience. Time. I don't have the time yeah. or the patience right now to grind no, myself and it, all the way up to level one hundred. So that I could deal with some of this shit easier.
0: Yeah, and it's like 100 Acre Wood. Like, you warned me that that section would suck, and I didn't believe you until I saw it. And it's not even that 100 Acre Wood. Like, the characters and the aura and the spectacle was fine. It's the execution of stuff like Tiggers, whatever. The s- or
1: The story for the 100 Acre Wood is adorable and so great. But to go through that story, you have to go through all this goddamn bullshit
0: yeah and um i think what really struck me well it was trying to get the nuts for owl because you couldn't just jump to every tree and grab them you had to grab one
1: take go to to him
0: yep one at a time
1: yeah he want he wants his nuts but he's very picky about them holy shit that sounded dirty
0: Better than he deserves. Um, but then, right off the top of that, you have the Tigger jumps, <laughs> then the Tigger pot. And it was just like all at once in the same segment. And it was just like, nah. Yeah. But then you add in stuff like Pooh having the, you know, climb the tree and get honey. It just, uh, again, it speaks to ideas that they tried but didn't work out. And, and we'll go over that when we do the Final Fantasy 7. We'll say this. Know,
1: the, the, when you do the the Hundred Acre Woods minigames in Kingdom Hearts 2, they're actually a lot easier. Mm. Not, some of them don't suck quite as bad.
0: That, that sounds like a promising sign. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are, anything... few,
1: there are a few really cute ones, like the honey slider. Oh. It's really cute.
0: As far as anything that jumped out of you as an immediate Positive about Kingdom Hearts. Uh-huh. If you had something to say right off the bat, anything you could think of that would be the positives that you, you... just You just love, unconditionally just love it.
1: The opening movie. Anything come to
0: mind? Opening movie?
1: The opening movie. That song. Oh, my God. I think you...
0: Didn't you say the techno version was your favorite Yes. Okay, cuz I when I remember the original version, I did not remember there was a techno version. <laughs> okay, right. when it, you it,
1: when you put in that let's 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 pretend for the sake of argument here that we're back in 2002 and we are putting that disc in our PlayStation for the first time. When that opening movie starts, and you hear that techno go off, and then that mo- then everything just like goes off into crazy town. <gasps> oh my god! It is literally the most thrilling minute and a half you're gonna sit through.
0: So it's kind of like o- uh, Otherworld other world from Final Fantasy X for me. It's the same thing for you with simple and clean the techno version.
1: Exactly, and it's it's like it was the literal best beginning of a video game I've ever seen. Nothing has ever topped that.
0: I definitely like the fact that the the stained glass motif—not even—not even the opening video, but the stained glass motif of the tutorial was like something I'd never seen before. I was just like, "Oh, this is so cool!" And you reminded me that it was like—you
1: totally even missed what the sim, what the symbolism of those stained yeah. glass levels was. Yeah. Every single stained glass floor that he was walking on represented a Disney princess whose world had already been taken by the darkness.
0: Yeah. Um anything else other anything else that you can think of that would be like just an immediate absolute positive?
1: Um well it's hokey, but the game has a really great message. Friendship.
0: Yay! <laughs> the one game where the power of friendship absolutely makes sense.
1: It does. Everything that these kids do is because they're really good friends, they've been separated, and they want to find their way back to each other. Everything that these kids do is motivated by this wish to find each other again and be able to hang out and have fun like they always did.
0: Mm-hmm
1: and then they get caught up in this thing that's much bigger than any of them, and they start trying to just help where they can and help each other.
0: Is uh, there anything else you want to mention about Kingdom Hearts specifically before we head out today?
1: Um, I don't know. I just hope you guys enjoyed watching me play it as much as I enjoyed playing it, because it's still, it's one of my favorite video game series.
0: Yeah, and I can definitely attest to having a much better opinion of Kingdom Hearts, having watched you play it, and actually going through the process of learning about the lore and you know softening my stance on it because if this and that's good because this is acting as a kind of a a refresh or revisit now that it's clearer in our minds is it a perfect game i don't think so but it's still very good and i think as a first time game in a new franchise that could have fell flat on their face it's amazing you know and i think it has a lot going for it i think as you said it's like the perfect like anybody could find something about this game that could probably speak to them and if you if you don't like that's totally fine but like final fantasy fans could find stuff in the disney stuff that they didn't learn that's kind of me disney fans don't know anything about a video game or a final fantasy whatever could still play it and be like oh god i'm getting into this because i'm playing in atlantic uh, or Agrabi, yay! or you know other places like that you know it's just so much there
1: okay you know what the, and first, the first time i ever played kingdom hearts i had no idea what the hell halloween town was i had never seen the nightmare before christmas
0: did it ever inspire you to go watch the movies that they were from or watch the stuff
1: i did eventually see the nightmare before christmas like a few years later and I wasn't impressed. I actually don't like that movie. <laughs> but I will say. It, will it? Now nope, that I no, have. Okay. Now that I've seen it. I can see that their representation. Of Jack Skellington. Is very accurate.
0: And, and that is good. I think that's what. Because that's why Disney. Has their hand in it too for better or for worse is because they don't want their part of the product to not look right like Square Enix can do what they want with their own characters no, I'm sure but they about
1: looks it was they literally they nailed Jack's character
0: yeah the characterization is great uh-huh. like when you see because because again it's crib sheets of the Disney world it's not everything but it's enough that you can understand like what the characters are who the motivation what the motivation is and what they're trying to do so it's like if you did want to go see the movies again like that's what we were doing we would spend time like watching Sleeping Beauty or other things like we were watching Moana I know Moana wasn't part of like Kingdom Hearts but it's like Sword of the Stone has Merlin in it and I was like okay now I know what Merlin is because of Kingdom Hearts you know and then we'll go see Sword in the Stone or we'll watch some other movie like we wouldn't have done that
1: Sword in the Stone is the next one that we're planning to watch
0: yeah and again I'm a Final Fantasy nerd to begin with I don't have as much to go on with Disney other than say Aladdin you know and Lion King but it's like I want to see these movies because I was influenced because Kingdom Hearts showed me that oh we saw Beauty and the Beast I was like okay I never really saw that in full you know I was like oh I get it now Eston sucks, yes. and I'm glad he. I'm glad he's gone. Anyway, but that's again. That's a good place to call it, though, because there's so much about Kingdom Hearts that is it perfect? No. Could it do much of one or less of another thing? Sure, but it definitely builds upon itself and then in turned into a franchise that I think everybody can at least attest has a place it definitely etched a place not just as an RPG but as a franchise to itself and i'm very grateful that lee would spend as much time as she did showing me this franchise again and you know taking me on a journey to understand it and not just uh, scoff at it so if you're in the in the uh, mode of scoffing at this franchise don't because we revisited it and i can guarantee you It is definitely a great franchise, and I hope we can do more games in the future. But you could
1: say I'm showing you a whole new world.
0: Oh, got to end on that note. (laughs) Well, for Lee Clips and her puns, it's Citizen Strife, and I'll see you next time. Citizen Strife signing off.